Are we on? Are we on? Are we? Oh. Holding number 32, Orlando Skandrick. Every day, all day. <laughs> Get your popcorn ready podcast is right here for another episode. I'm your host, and this is my boy. Hatch is also in the building, ladies and gentlemen. We got Orlando Skandrick coming to the show right now. Stay tuned. Get your popcorn ready podcast on Fubo TV. Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, and this is my boy. Hatch, your other host, the real host, the number one host, the only host that really matters. Your boy Hatch is in the building for Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. And today we have a very special guest. All I guess are special, but this one right here, he's special. In, in a special way? In a special way. Okay, all right. Well, I want to I want to know why is why is he so special before we even introduce him. Why is he so special? We give me have give this me your banter take. with ourselves every time we see each other because our first interaction obviously was my second year with the Cowboys. Second year? Yeah. No, no, it was your third year. You came into my third year. Your third year because you did one year with Parcel, then it was your, you did the first year with Wade. It was the second year with Wade. Right. So yeah. So so he came on like my last year or what have you. So this guy comes in rookie. Uh, very tenacious, aggressive. You know when I say aggressive, you know where I'm going with it. All the when, aggressive When a DV is aggressive, that's yeah, saying something, but go ahead. Yeah, they're very handsy, very handsy. <laughs> but no, we have great competition every day. Um, this guy right here, honestly, he pushed me. I liked going up against this guy. You know, we always had this thing where he always holding. I'm like, mm. quit holding me, quit holding mm -hmm. me. But he's like, no refs are out here, so it's not holding. It's not holding. But uh, this guy I right here, it. Orlando Skandrick, man, uh, Appreciate you coming out, man. man. Appreciate you. It, it was a no-brainer when when Already. he asked to do it. It's a no-brainer. Well, so, so I can be cool like y'all. Let me hold on. Let me go ahead and throw, <laughs> throw my little sunglasses on. Yeah. You know, I want to be cool like y'all. I'm gonna do the interview in my sunglasses. You know what I'm saying? See, get my swag meter up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what you been doing, man? What your what your uh, stuff? You, you know, uh, just post career coaching, uh, okay. high school football, doing my own podcast. Nice. Uh, just getting a, a chance to be a full-time dad. Nice. Hanging with my kids and, you know, just living my life a little bit, trying to figure out where I want to go with this, you know, mm -hmm. this second career, second yeah. life, I'll call it. It's like a new life. Yeah. First time without football, right? Yeah. First so time without football since I was seven years old. That's crazy. So we talk a lot about transitioning, you know, on the show. And, and again, we're not always talking about transitioning out of your sport or, you know, your uh, some uh, celebrities may be out of acting or out of music, but going into it. So let's go back to your high school a little bit and your path, because again, we're small college guys who made it to the NFL, and uh, it's not always about going to your USC's and your Ohio State. So get, tell us a little bit about your background for your high school career, getting into college. Uh, high school, I went to Los Alamitos um, High School in, yep. here in like Long Beach, Seal Beach, you know, one of the top football programs in Southern California, so very, very highly like rated very very like very prestigious for a high school um coming out of high school i had a chance to go to it was a pac-10 there mm. almost any pac-10 school except outside of maybe usc you know at the time because usc was rolling but i chose the route of going to boise state and you guys might think of it as a small school or you know it's not a power five conference right but right it, it's it's a college that was like everything i embellished just Blue collar, hard work, coming to work every day, that underdog mentality, that chip on your shoulder, and that's carried me a long way. 
Mm -hmm. um, I leave my junior year. I get drafted by a loaded Dallas Cowboys team. Mm -hmm. I think everybody expects me to get drafted a little bit higher. You know, I'm super athletic. Fast. Were you expected to get drafted yeah, higher? Yeah, I was expected okay. to get drafted. You know, but I, my, my maturation wasn't there. But mm -hmm. I go to Dallas, you know, a, a team that's loaded. It's loaded with star power. It's loaded with talent. And the, for the first time, I'm around personalities that are very, very similar to me. Mm. Um, okay. You know, my first interaction is Terrell Owens, Pac-Man Jones, right, Tank right. Johnson, Marion Barber. Talking, everybody talking. Uh, yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I, think, I think that, you know, the time that we had away from Dallas when we were in Oxnard, I think kind of earned those res that my respect for those dudes. So, you know, mm. I was accepted. Um, T where he was in his career, you know, he was a sure bet Hall of Famer already at that point mm -hmm. for him to accept me in and embrace me. And just, you know, I remember going over to his condo downtown mm -hmm. and it's yeah. just like, shit, like, I'm in T.O. house. Like, you right, know, was right, just like right. a year ago. And, you know, he never looked at me like that. Like, he never, like, little boy me, you know, he never treated me and nothing less than a man. And, you know, he was a great teammate. Like, I, I compared, like, my teammates, my top teammates to him and DeMarcus Ware. They couldn't be more opposite. But mm -hmm. them two dudes is dudes that care. Like, if mm -hmm. you needed something, you could go to them. And he get this stigma that, you know, he divides teams. And, right, like, he, right. he couldn't have been more opposite to that. Right. And, you know, to what happened in my first year, you know, our, we come and we have a talented team. You know, sometimes all of that talent don't match. You know, halfway through the year, we trade for Roy Williams. Mm. Like, we didn't really need him. We had, mm. uh, we had a ton of receivers. What we needed was we needed a healthy quarterback and we needed – some more continuity and to play well together. Our problem in Dallas was we couldn't get our defense and our offense to play well at the same time. Mm -hmm. Before yeah. I got there, we got a top five offense. The quarterback gets hurt. When I get there, now we got a top five defense. And I think that if we would have just stuck it out one more year and tried to get those guys to play together, then, you know, we would have mm -hmm. something. So, again, I, I hate making this show about T because it's not about <laughs> him. It's about our guest. Yeah. But just I want to go back because we see the media. Um, they always talk about the negative things from him, from him, right? I want to ask you, did you ever get a call from the media? Because we don't think nobody's ever called somebody to talk positive about T because there's nothing, nothing positive. Right. So, like, why didn't they call people like you to give your stories and your takes on if T.O.'s a good teammate? Because the media don't want good things. There it is. They want all bad things. Nobody wants to turn on the TV and hear, like, mm. how great the world is going. You want mm. the negative things, and they just looking for a scapegoat. And... They're not going to call me because they're not going to call people who are going to stick up for him, which was the younger players and the players that was. I was one of the players that they were trying to protect from him. We don't mm. need to get him out of here. We don't want him to develop into That's real. him. That's we don't real. want him to, to follow him, you know. And I think that, and I love Tony, but I think that Tony could have did a better job of standing up for him. Okay. Like, I think those guys could have did a better job of, like, stand, like and I think we could have kept, I remember one time we had a meeting. We had a team-run meeting. Mm -hmm. And... When we walked out the door, I bullshit you not, right-handed guy. When we walked out the door, people was getting text messages, and the media already knew that we had a players-only meeting. Wow. But so it's, it's out. According to them, it's team only. Yep. 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 <laughs> wow. Yeah, that makes Again, so you guys out there that don't know it, right, when you call a team-only meeting, right, it's players-only. It's not about the coaches. It's about the team kind of pulling themselves together mm -hmm. and, like, say, how do we get the season rolling or how do we get us rolling? And not about the coach, not about the organization, but how do we go out and get a win? And so for that to happen, he's saying, again, there's a, what do you call him, a rat? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't even say <laughs> it was a rat. I would just say that everybody didn't have the same motive. Right. Like, some people went into the team-only meeting was – to clear up things, mm -hmm. like just to clear up 
you know, what what's our path? Mm. And then others went in there already with a preconceived notion that this was the problem. Yep. And mm-hmm. I, if I had to bet all the money I had to my name, there were people going to higher powers to get him removed. And mm-hmm. I don't think none of us seen when we got when we got Roy Williams, we essentially got two of the same players. Right. So him being released, now that I look back, it wasn't a surprise because it was it was already Emotion. it was already being pushed towards yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But other than that, man, um, like I said, you know, all, all, over the course of my career, that's why I was always able to really kind of rise above all the negative stuff. Because, again, I, just, I was built different. I was always, you know, my grandmother got raised me in a sense to kind of, she kind of basically foreshadowed a lot of stuff that I was going to go through. You know, she mm-hmm. told me a lot of those things as a young kid, but I just didn't really know if they were going to come to fruition or not. Mm-hmm. But as I got older and, and obviously, like I said, to become a man and see how the world unfolded. But as you said, we had team only meetings. People came in there obviously with, you know, the meeting to have some clarity. And there are some times mm-hmm. when we went in those meetings, there were guys that already had their preconceived notions about, you know, who the problem was. But we mm-hmm. were trying to basically rectify a situation so we could yeah. get out on the football field, leave all the excess outside uh-huh. the door and try to compete for a championship. Yeah. And those, those are some of the things that I tried to adopt, especially being a veteran player, mm-hmm. understanding the stigma that followed me from San Francisco to, to Philly. Now I'm in Dallas. Okay, now I'm trying to be the best teammate that I could be. Mm-hmm. But because of, obviously, you know, the reputation, it followed me, mm-hmm. and it was like I could never escape that. So anything that happened, it was almost like it was my fault. Oh, it's definitely your fault. Every but time. That's how I feel. I played for Andy <laughs> Reid for a year, and, yeah. you know, um, Rick, Rick followed Andy from Philly. Mm-hmm. And those two didn't Rick, have you nothing. Rick, Rick who? Rick, what's buddy name that was the trainer? Oh, Burke Holder. Burke Holder. And those right. two didn't have nothing but positive things to say about this man. Mm. Like, nothing. And, like, essentially, if you look at his situation in Philadelphia, like, for whatever reason, he was taking away some of Donovan Sean. Mm-hmm. Like, and then when it came down to it, you know, they went with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Then he comes to Dallas. And the man gets an extension, <laughs> gets paid a lot of money, right, and yeah. he gets released six, like, six months later. Yeah. Like, Less than six months later. Yeah. It, it, was, it, was, it was shockingly mm-hmm. to me. And then if you think about it, Dallas struggled before Dez Bryant. Mm, yeah. And to get another yeah. top receiver. And you had, One right I, I would there. say him and Randy, you know, two peas in the pot. You had the yeah. top receiver in the league. Absolutely. On your team at the time. But you messed it up and blew it, right. So, so let me ask you this. Like, you're getting, you're getting into a podcast, right? Do you feel that as now that you're in the media, are you going to do anything different to make sure that that's not happening for players? I just, I tell it how it is, you know. Mm. And... I don't want to make this about him, and I'm not about to make this, like, about him. Yeah. But yeah. this is, I'm going I'm to wrap up with this. If people would have criticized Tarot's performance, he would have been fine with it. True. But everything with T was his character. Yeah. Like, this dude was, like, come on, as much money as he's making, he's driving an orange VW <laughs> Beetle. The Beetle? Like, he ain't the out Beetle? here, like, like, you know? I wasn't flashy. All right. Like, he I wasn't like flashy. Nice like, he liked nice things, but he yeah. wasn't, yeah. Like, what was he doing? What I he wanted simple. to do with parking right. it in the front? But, that, but that's <laughs> why people would hate. Because he's not doing but, those things we want him to do. In actuality, yeah. I think about, I remember when they had a rookie dinner. And they wanted to, you know, 
run the bill up and do this. And he was one of the main ones. Like, come on, we ain't about to like do this. Him and Marion, like, we ain't what are we doing this for? for what? Right, it, right. It made no sense to me. It's like rookie hazy. There's other rookie ways hazy. to develop team camaraderie and bring young guys along. I just didn't feel like that was necessary. You know what I mean? At the end of the day. Because I'm like, as a rookie, like, they already have enough stuff to stress about. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> did you ever get hazed as a rookie? Oh, you know, I wasn't having that. Really? Well, did I you ever get hazed as a rookie? System. I didn't, man. Like, I, I, I the dudes I, I play with, like, multiple Hall of Famers. Zach mm. Thomas. Right. Uh, T. DeMarcus. Terrence Newman had a so great career. About that, I mean, yeah. it wasn't, if you was respectful, like, it's different now. These rookies come in now, and they just, they don't have no respect for the game. Like, it's di- it was different, you know? Yeah, like, you know, like. When they take the shower, you let them have their shower. When they go in the training room, you hop up off the table. Right. When we get on the plane, you don't get in their seat. It's a, it was a totally different ball game than it is. Right now, you come in and you just anointed. Mm. And it wasn't, the league wasn't like that. Right. Now you got kids that ain't did nothing but have they one, did two. did nothing. The kids got one, two years, <laughs> and they talking, they want to compare them to the greats. Yeah. How about, we talked about this, this before on the show. It burns us up. I mean, a dude can go have, in your position, he have one interception, and he's, this is the next Hall of Famer. Like, you got one pick. Right. You know what I'm like, saying? What are you talking about? Because we'll hear, like, you had game, six catches for 80, for 80 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, he's the next T.O. Like, he's the next Moss. Like, pump your brakes. Why are you guys putting these people in the same breath as some of these legends? Man, I ain't seen a T.O. or a Moss. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. But the league is different now, though. It's totally different. Back when we started, that illegal contact, right now you breathe on a guy. Oh, period. yeah. Oh, yeah, y'all DBs no can't do nothing. Un, uncatchable. The things I was doing to him right now, I, man, yeah. the first time every time. Yeah, you go, you go y'all go be it's, holding, it's a totally, right? it's a totally different game now. I agree. Like, now it's... It's offense only. Offense, yeah, we got to score, only. we got to see points. And the only thing they want from defense is picks. I think they pick players now differently. Back in the day, you know, if you could play, mm-hmm. they would deal with you as long as they could tolerate you. Now all it's, right. you know, if they didn't anoint you, if you got any little character, you hear all of these dudes are going to get drafted because of character. Like, yeah. Like, what do you expect somebody that runs into somebody else at full speed for a living? They're right. going to be a little off. Already. And and they're young. They're not, they made mistakes at 19, 20. And Jeremy Tunsil, the, the tackle for the, that went to the Dolphins, right? He got caught smoking weed. Like, what's is that really a problem? He was smoking weed the night of the draft. So what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he goes from being top five pick to, I think, what, 18 or something like that. But, again, these, they're, they're making mistakes as 18, 19-year-olds, and we want to say, no, you're not allowed to do that. But that's only, like you said, only certain organizations or certain people they're going to give that pass I think to. all these organizations is the same. Don't, don't. They, all these owners is friends. Yeah. All these organizations are the same. Some put on different fronts than others. Some tolerate a little bit more because they can need you for others. But they all the same. They call around if, and mm-hmm. something don't work. Black boy, I think they all set the market together, and sometimes they overspend for something. But I don't want to get like people get this perception that this organization better than that organization. They they all pretty much the same. Mm. All the coaches recycle, all the front office people recycle. Yeah, don't get it twisted. They all the same. Yeah, there it is. So let's talk about a little bit about your career, being you know come from Boise State. And first of all, how, how, how do you play on that blue? The blue the, turf? The blue well, that's, turf. Was that before you, you was there? Nah, it's there. Shit's a grind, man. When you come from a single mom and you come from the inner city, um, it's a grind. It was different. You know, I had to do what I had to do. You know, it allowed me to focus. I don't Maybe if I would have been in one of these bigger towns and hmm. one Alabama, USC, maybe I would have got caught up and I wouldn't have been able to focus. Right. There was a small town. 
you felt like you had to win every game to have a, to have a chance to be recognized, mm. to have a chance to earn some more primetime games, and it allowed me to focus. And um, it couldn't have been sweeter to go from Boise to Dallas. You were from a small lying. school to the yeah. top franchise. And, I mean, everything happens for a reason. You know, it kept me hungry, being a fifth-round pick. I remember riding a training camp with Kevin Burnett, you know, which was a childhood friend of mine, and he told okay. me, he said, take a picture of your room at your mom's house. And, you know, mm. bring it with you. Take a picture of my room. Right, right. Weird shit. I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know? like, I'm like, what's, what's good? So we get in the car, and we driving up, driving up the 101 to Oxnard, and he like, hey, when you get to your, your room, like, hang that picture up. I'm still like, <laughs> right, right. And, you know, and then uh, he like, nah, seriously, though. Every night you come in, you get out of meetings, you look at it, and you think to yourself, you can't go back here. And I think that's mm. kind of the the, oh, wow. the the mentality that I embraced. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every year from my first few years, I thought I was going to get cut. Like, man, I'm going to get cut. Like, I can't miss no practices. I'm going to get yeah. cut. Like, even when I had a major role, like, I'm going to get cut. Dude, yeah. I had that same yeah. mentality as a rookie. Like I said, I didn't really, like I said, fifth round pick, third round. Third I really had that thought that, I was I'm going to tomorrow. Cut. Yeah, yeah I was going to get cut because everybody mm-hmm. thinks, okay, you get drafted, that, okay, you in the league forever, whoever, however many Man. years you signed for. Like, but no, that's it not don't work like that. Right. So, yeah, when yeah. I walked in that door, I, the only people I knew was making that team was Felix Jones, Martellus <laughs> Bennett. Yeah. Uh, we ain't had no third round pick because they probably didn't traded it away for something. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tashar, I mean, he had an uphill battle himself, too. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking every day, like, it took them so long to draft me. Mm. And then I come in a room that's stacked. Terrence Newman, top five pick. Mm. Anthony Henry came over in free agency. Mm-hmm. Pac-Man Jones, top I'm ten pick. Already. Mike Jenkins, first round pick. I forgot him and Phillips yeah, was first right. round pick. Mike Jenkins. So mm-hmm. now, like, before I, they even think about it, I'm like, man, I'm the fourth corner. Mm-hmm. And then Allen Ball was already on the team. Mm-hmm. My rookie, I get a sty in my eye, like. You know, I had to I had to miss OTA, so I didn't even really get to practice. So mm. I'm like, shit, here I come. I'm gonna be with the threes. I know I'm gonna be with the threes when I get at practice, because mm-hmm. you know, Pac-Man. He, I, I remember he told the, the DB coach Maxie. Remember Maxie? Brett Maxie. Mm-hmm. He said, Maxie. He said, I didn't come over here to be with the twos. Next thing you know, <laughs> now they got a rotation with the ones. There you go. <laughs> now with the twos is. Yeah. Mike Jenkins is the first round pick, and they got Allen Ball. Now I'm, I'm scraping for reps at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, never want to prey on nobody's injury, but Terrence Newman hurts his growing. That's something. So, mm-hmm. you know, we get to a game they're like, you know, let's just throw him in, see what he do. And I kind of took off from there, and you know, they believed in me and mm-hmm. just being able to compete. That's why when he says you was holding me and you was aggressive, shit, I had to competing had to be. I had to be like a Swiss Absolutely. Army knife. I had to go do all the special teams. He didn't. He didn't play special teams. Right. He I don't got nothing to sit in the grind. You don't get that. You don't oh, get that. I, I, go, I knew what it was like. <laughs> I had to go run around and do all the special teams drills, full speed. And then any little reps, and then now I had to, I had to scoot to the front. Were you of the going line. the nickel as well at that time too? You going no, inside and outside. I was nothing. Okay. I right. was nothing. Right, I was right, just, right. A, just a draft a, a pick. Body. Right, right. <laughs> he was a, a body. <laughs> yes, exactly. He was just a you got a number body. on. That's it. I, I, exactly. was, I, I was probably slated to be the fifth or sixth corner, and if they kept me, it was because they couldn't slide me on practice squad. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. Damn, man, like practice, how much does this make? Right, Six right, right. It's practice probably make 90. Wild. Yeah. You know, so I had to take my little $185,000 signing bonus. I had to stash that. Which is smart. Good. And then, um, you know, just I came to work every day. I competed. It was real double day practices. 
Right, real mm-hmm. back in like, the day. And now that I even think about it, I want to say that we spent half the training camp in Oxnard, and the other half we went to San Antonio. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, y'all was traveling during camp. Mm-hmm. I'm, man, I'm it's a, it's a grind. grinding. Yeah, yeah. Like, grinding, like anything I can. We went to Denver to practice against them. The offense guy, I remember, I got a photogenic memory. Offense gets into a fight. Yeah. They cancel their practice. I'm like, y'all can't cancel our shit. I need these <laughs> right. I need these reps. I yeah. need them. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, maybe the Broncos mm. might need something. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, and um, I just embraced that mentality. Every day, I thought I was going to get cut. Every but single day. Isn't that, that's funny, but that's what took you through your career. That's how you got 10 I've years never, in. You know I, what I'm I saying? I can say that only once or twice in my career have I ever been inactive. Like yeah. at a healthy scratch. And yeah. that was towards the end of my career when I was older. Yeah. You know, and my body was starting to break down, but... Like, now that I look about, man, I wasn't going to get cut. I was on the 43 or whatever they call 53, it. 53, man, right? Yeah, no, nah, I was on the 43 active. The 53, that don't mean nothing. Yeah, the pay, just to get paid, but then 43 is yeah, so the play. I just, I just had to embrace that mentality. I mean, I'm thankful, though. I'm thankful that I played around the guys that I played. Like, I could have went to one of these better situations with, one of, with this team with, with a less personality, and, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I wouldn't have made it. But my personality, I was the least of their concerns. Right, right. <laughs> from what these dudes yeah. is doing. <laughs> so yeah. what prepared you, obviously moving on from Dallas, what prepared you, you know, in that time? Because, like I said, I competed against you every day. And then, like I said, you wasn't penciled in as a starter. You had Newman in front. You had Jenkins, who was a draft pick. You had Pac-Man. You had Aunt Henry. Yeah. So then I saw that transition. I saw that, you know, like I said, when we put you in, I'm like, yo, I know this guy is going to come in. He's going he's gonna to ball out because mm-hmm. I saw it every See day. See the practice, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So first, the biggest thing was just learning, studying, knowing, coming from Boise, having a complex defense. I'd already played nickel. I'd already played outside. So mm-hmm. I established myself as a nickel, you know, and I feel like at one point in time, this is before Chris Harris and, you know, I, I feel like I was probably one of the best nickels in the, in the league. You mm-hmm. know, there was Leon Hall who played inside and outside. Then there was me. There was really... No one mm-hmm. else. Nobody else was doing it. No corners don't want to go in there. Right, so right, right. With that being said, you playing nickel. Obviously, you're a defensive back. What is the what is the mentality like? Because I know as a nickel back, guys they may like to play nickel, or coaches just because of depth or whatever they may put you in a nickel. Did you have the mentality? Okay, I'm gonna be a nickel or a dime guy, or did you see yourself as a starting corner like, like uh, who right? also plays I, nickel? I right. see myself as a starting guy and. The league was just now starting to transition from eyebacks to they yeah, were opening three it up. receivers, four and receivers. Then, on you know, play. when you think about like slot receivers, you think about like Santana Moss, and you think about um, help me out here. Who's like Randall Wayne, 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 like Randall Wayne, Cor- Wayne Corbett. Well, no, I was so now at the end. they transitioning to putting these six big threes. ass dudes in the inside. Yeah, yeah. Bingo. six threes. Yeah, like you know, so I couldn't escape him. Like, it was yeah. like, okay, now I'm going to see you in one-on-ones and scout team. And now when I'm with starters, now they lining up in packages that they putting them inside. And I, yeah. I remember it like it was yesterday. A play that was like, that was his play when they went inside. They would put him inside. They would flex out with and he would run. It would be 525 F post. They flex out with him. Yeah. You got to get down there and play him because if you don't play him at the line of scrimmage, he's just going to body you out. He's going to catch it. All right. So... Being in that, that helped me to play outside because yeah. everything, like, you on the money down. If they catch it, everything is short inside. Everything it's is fast. You, yeah. it, outside release, outside means outside breaking routes. Inside yeah. release, outside means that. Outside release, inside, it means they can be setting you up. So I had to kind of just develop. Mm-hmm. And Terrence was 
great for me. All, and, yeah. I, and Terrence didn't want to play no more, so he was rooting for me. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, he was like, come Get on. Get that young fella. He, he did not want to play it anymore. He yeah. didn't want to do it. So he helped me. He pushed me. Um, when he came back, they put him inside for a little bit, and I think, you know, they were just like, you know what, I think we're better mm-hmm. leaving Terrence. We're, we have more people on the field. Then Terrence leaves after that, and they draft Morris Claiborne. So I'm like, bro, y'all didn't pay me. Now, this is all y'all see me at. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be in the program. Like, I want, you know, in the program mm-hmm. when you flip through? Yeah. Right. I want to be with the that starter. Guy, I don't yeah. want to be the right. too deep. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I just continued to grind, continued to fight, just worked in the offseason, just put my, like, my mind to it, just worked yeah. and worked and worked at my craft and tried to get stronger. I couldn't stretch myself out and get no taller, but I tried yeah, to get stronger, right. stronger at the pro- point of attack, stronger at reading releases. And, mm-hmm. you know, eventually I became a starting outside corner and I was the guy who was outside and moved inside. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to really have you share that because yeah, there's a lot of kids out there, you know what I mean? That's going to, they're going to feel good about themselves. They're going to have that self-confidence like, oh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And just because a coach may evaluate him and put him here, they may get discouraged. I think. But a guy like don't get Orlando, discouraged. right? You can't get don't. discouraged. It's and part again, of it. You have to be able to enhance and really highlight some of your deficiency. But then, like you said, he can't grow any taller. Yeah. Right? Right. But how can I get better? Right. I mean, if you really think about it, you know, people want to think of outside corner. How I was taught it. Outside corner, you really only got to tackle on first and second down and play the deep ball. <laughs> Third downs is where everything is coming. Yeah. yeah and most of the funny. balls is going inside because yeah. they're easier throws. They're easy access throws. So mm. when I learned that, it helped me. Four or five years at Nickel. I moved to outside for four or five years. And then when I left Dallas, I primarily played. No, when I went to Kansas City, I played only outside. Okay. When I yep. went to Philly, I played only inside. Inside. So mm-hmm. if I don't tear my knee in Dallas, you know, mm-hmm. I'm probably still playing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I don't tear my knees, maybe something else happens. True, yeah. You know, and yeah. um, I'm, I'm thankful. Yeah. And I tell everybody, I would tell all the young kids to just fight. Like, you know, treat every day like it's your last. Yeah. And I had a bus driver that used to drive us in um, high school. It was our high school football bus driver. And his name was Frenchie. Frenchie. Everybody, everybody would get on. He'd be like, load it up. And then he'd get on. You know, the old school yellow buses had the little the walkie-talkie joints. <laughs> he'd say, he'd be like, all aboard. And then we'd, rep- we'd go back to him, say, all aboard. And then he'd say, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery, today's the day. And then he'd start the bus, and then he'd go. That's awesome. When's the last time you seen Frenchie? Man, I don't think Frenchie was old as hell when Great I was there. And I, was, I graduated in 2000. Right, right. Five. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, that was about 16, 17 years ago. So Frenchie yeah. might be still holding on. Man, I went back there. That ain't, Frenchie ain't there. Kids driving cars <laughs> to the game. I don't know what they got. Not kids the doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, again, I try to tell a lot of kids, especially like shorter, the kids who aren't going to reach the six two six three. Like the league is looking for the longer corner, but if you master the nickel, you will yeah, play that, ten but years. But that ain't the case, though. If you watched the game last night, they drafted J.C. Horn number eight overall. Yeah, he's so a. As it was right. third down, they put his ass inside. Put him inside. You know, yeah, you yeah. look at Jalen Ramsey; he go inside. Yeah. It's like they value they know it. When they know they they value it differently now. Yeah. Because you got to be able to tackle. You got to be able to blitz. You got to yeah. be able to cover. Got to do it no, all. You could you could put the guy aside and roll the coverage outside. The league's just different now. It's way yeah, yeah. It's it's totally different now. Yeah. You know, but if you could play, you could play. Yeah. You know, and don't let nobody tell you that you can't. Right. Yeah. So what are like your like your highest, the best moment you had in football, and what so like your lowest? Man, my low point was just tearing my ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, just coming off of a year, like the year that I had before, I was sure about Pro Bowl. I was ineligible to make Pro Bowl because I made a bad decision and, you know, ingested 
you know, some a drug that caused me to get suspended and made mm. me Pro Bowl ineligible. But mm. just the way that I bounced back from that and, you know, being suspended for two games and having the best 14 of my career year. And mm. I come back the next year, I hold out for a contract extension and I get everything that I want. And now is my chance. To, I'm going to take off. I'm, I signed a, just a one-year contract extension, one-year $10 million extension. And I'm going to take off. And, you know, I've already been promised. You know how Jerry, he, he generous. When you winning and you doing it and you his guy, he's going to take care of you. And to, so I thought. So I thought. <laughs> and when you're not his but guy. But he took care of you, though. When you're his guy. Temporarily. I mean, shit, I was still the guy, and they, but he got rid of me. But Yeah, but, but he ain't never really paid me like he was supposed to pay me, right, you know? And right. they just wanted to see me do it one more time. Like, I never, this is my, the year before was the first chance that I had to see that, you know, I'm the guy. I can play outside, inside. Right. I'm, you know, one of the best players on the defense. You know, it was me and Sean Lee at that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had won the division. We had went to the playoffs, whatever, whatnot. And then I think my highest point was, you know, just going th- been on the team that was had won 14, 13 straight games in a row, winning mm-hmm. the NFC, winning the not the NFC, winning the NFC over East, East NFC, and then um, you know getting that first round by, even though we lost, but mm-hmm. just being a part of that team, being selected team captain, mm-hmm. just being a part of it, and team captain's big, team captain's huge. Yeah, it is, but it's rigged. Okay, because you it's know, not the play. You guys didn't do it I don't with think the player. So. Okay, so we did it with the players. I'm sure that choose. the players do do it, but you did, did the players count it? No, we didn't. Yeah, count if I don't it, see it, it didn't happen. Already, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. I, hey, real, keep it hey, uh, real. He's buck. very involved. He's hey, hey, keep yeah. it already. So uh, that that was one of the highest points, and you know, I mean, I, I I cherish all my memories in the league. You know, I try not to. I'm not that guy that tries to like re- rehash and relive my glory days. I try to look ahead. Mm-hmm. I try to embrace every challenge that I face day to day. Um, the transitional process is real. Yeah. You know, I think we all go through a little bit of depression and, you know, feeling like like not not needed, not wanted. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's been real for me. But I've been able to surround myself with good people. I got a good mentality, a good head on my shoulders. And I know no matter what happens, you know, I'm going to wake up 10 toes down and I'm going to grind every day that I get to open my eyes. Absolutely. Well, speaking of transition, so, again, you're starting your podcast. Tell us a little bit about that and how that came about. I'm um, about the game pod uh, with mm-hmm. TJ Hushmanzada, Lawrence Sussman. I had a, a another like big brother type of relationship with TJ as I had with, with Terrell. Um, met TJ in the off season of a lockout, working out at API over in Carson. Mm-hmm. And he just worked and worked and worked. Same type of situation, late round draft pick, don't got all of the, the height, weight, speed, you know, super, super talented, super yeah. smart. Um, just kind of having him put his arm around me. And TJ, that's what TJ is though. Like he, he's a person that helps others. Um, I know Chad wouldn't have made it as far as he made it in Cincinnati without yeah, TJ. TJ, and that's not a knock on Chad's athletic ability, just what he was mm-hmm. able to do with him from a mental standpoint. And, you know, that that's pretty much my podcast. And mm-hmm. I'm on there doing the same thing I'm doing on here. I'm a little bit more raw and uncut <laughs> on my own shit, you know. <laughs> okay. But uh, that's, that's what it is. That's about the game pot. Right. Okay. Yeah, he seems that you seem to be a lot reflective, introspective now uh, yeah. than when I first met you. Uh, I know you touched on it a little bit. Um, what did you learn about yourself, obviously, with the league? Like you, you say, you ingested something, and then obviously to bounce back from that. What did you learn about yourself during that time? I mean, no matter how high you are, no matter how low you are, tomorrow you got to wake up and earn it. Like every day you got to yeah. earn it. And then I use that in life too. Every day you got to earn it. You know, you got to earn it at everything. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I use that, like, mentality. I use it, you know, I got to earn it with my kids. You know, I'm going to face things with them. Like, mm-hmm. there's always things that'll come up. It's like, that's life. Yep. 
yesterday's price is not today's price. Yeah. Right. That's the that's the new motto going on out there. If y'all ain't heard it yet. But again, like you don't get that's new you know, to me. It's new because you kind of you don't get it. You don't get you kind of. Yesterday's price is today. not today's price. Okay. It's not today's price. Unless you put it on layaway. Ain't no more layaway. Twenty. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, no, but it's like the the transition that you know from athletes, entertainers, whatever. Like the ups and downs. Again, it's it's the mental game. It's not a physical, we can't play anymore, right? We can't do this anymore. It's the mental game of, you know, what else can I do? And the reason, like I said, we talk about this a lot as well, is there's so much more we can do. There's so much more out there. But when we're playing, people only want to see us as athletes and ball players. Like, we're, we're not that. We're but, more than that. But when we played, though, it wasn't okay to do other things. It outside. wasn't. It now wasn't it's at all. okay to do that. It they do okay everything to now. Do yeah. other yeah. outside, but but we got looked at in but, a bad way to, for doing other but stuff. But it's people before us that was like, yo, when we played, we wasn't getting paid like that. Oh, yeah. So you, yeah. I try not to look at it like that. Um, there's so many opportunities. I got a great start to life. The NFL gave me a great start to life. So, yeah. you know, it's up to me now. Absolutely. Do you think social media is is a part of what you're talking about now? Well, I'm not very active on social media. They got to press me to do that. You know, I got a great PR team that helps me. I'm not very active on that. Like, I, I like to stay in the house. I like to stay to myself. Now I'm a little bit afraid of people. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Really? Wait, wait, really? wait, wait, wait. You can't wait, say wait. you're not active on social media. <laughs> it's his PR then, team. Right, but I get that. But some it just comes with the territory so if you're dating someone that's in the social media world then how are you gonna you can't just but that's but but that that, i was dating somebody that was in the social media world and that's my son's mom my ex-fiance and you know now like that's 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 not my life anymore you know Mm -hmm. i'm I'm a little bit i'm made more reserved i'm made way more calculated and things like that so Hmm. you know because but, yeah, when I started to see you merge, like I'm like, yo, this is not the, this ain't the Skendrick <laughs> I knew. Yeah. You know what I right, mean? Right. He was chill. He did his thing, but he wasn't like. And I don't think around that time too, when we when we played together, oh nine, yeah. it wasn't really, it wasn't the social media wasn't at the it wasn't height popping, of no, where it is it. now. Nah. But since then, like that's, I said, that's a false reality, man. That ain't real. What you see on Instagram is not real. It's not real. It, it's a picture, sure. but it's doctored up and it's portrayed however you want. Right. Like, that's not, like, Instagram, when it was started, it was made to do live feeds, like, pictures of what I'm doing right now. Right. Now, it's you like, you filters, know. You get you filters, got, and I, you'll yeah, get people posting pictures of Bi- and, and Bali. I can't do it. And I just seen you on Melrose. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, they yeah. they jumping over fences to uh, get a picture in front of a private jet. Yeah. They, right. they really doing all that right now. Yeah, yeah, that was, That's something you would do. Right. You no, do I don't that. do none of that Yeah, stuff. you would do that. But... <laughs> So where are you, what are you doing right now outside of obviously the podcast? You say you're coaching. Man, I still, uh, I'm still on the contract at Fox. I still do Undisputed. Um, Good. COVID has put, kind of put a damper on that. You okay. know, I'm still doing a lot of commercial real estate. I still got some commercial real estate in Dallas. Now I'm building, a, um, not building, well, I'm fully renovating a high rise over in the, Wilshire, in the Wilshire Corridor. Nice. So, you know, I got, I got some things going, but I'm just trying to earn it every day. Like I don't really, I don't really plan too far ahead. Every day I'm trying to earn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now again, you said like you said, you kind of like to uh, be at home, you're chill, right? The perception of, especially any athlete or any ex-athlete, you want to be out there in the limelight. Nah. So to give the people an example, like because they don't, they still don't think you probably sit at home and you, do not. Give them an you example. Gonna, uh, you're gonna catch me at the sports academy, at the map center, at the AAU <laughs> game with Dream Academy, at my two little girls, my 11 year olds. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, a typical day though is just I'm six o'clock, my alarm goes off. Uh, feed my dog, let my dog out. Uh, 6.30, I'm getting my girls up. Then I lay back down till about 7. Then I'm going to get up at 7. I'm going to finish making their lunch, like the 
whatever is the part that needs to be made that morning, whether it's a sandwich, whether it's a um, wow, fresh fruit. Then I'm going to yeah. drop my girls off at school in Brentwood yeah. at about 7.30. Then on my way back from there, I'm going to go to Starbucks, give me a double shot espresso. Shout out to Starbucks. <laughs> Man, it's then, on schedule. Then, uh, <laughs> then I'm going to go to the stairs. You know, I'm going to do yeah. my workout at the stairs. It's going to take me about 45 minutes. And then I'm going to kind of get into my day, whatever my day is at that point. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Again, we're so used to schedule. I think structure. that's the, that's the, that's the biggest thing. Because um, when you're playing, let's say we go to the, to the facility at 6, 6.30. We get home at 6.37. And I wouldn't worry about nothing until I got home later. But when I got done playing ball, I'm like, I had to worry about what was going on all day. You know what I'm saying? If it was something like that's not the perfect timing in but your life or something. Easy. You know, you yeah. know this hard. Life football is, is easy, absolutely, man. I agree. You know, absolutely. Um, this this hard, but it is what it is, man. Yeah, y'all too were very much so. I mean, I we all had a schedule structure, but if we had, that's why whenever I played somewhere, I had to stay close to the facility because I like to sleep. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> I like he to sleep. Got a, he got if a sleeping I'm, problem. I'm getting all my hours, bro. I'm getting all the minutes. If, if I gotta, if if the meeting is is at eight thirty. And I'm somewhere near the facility. I'm gonna map it out the first couple of days. If <laughs> How I long it take me to get to If I can it. squeeze a couple of extra minutes, few minutes, then man. I'm gonna do it just to get wake your butt get, up, get man. Up, just to get there on <laughs> on time. Bro, but you know, I've never seen this man lift a freeway in my life. Swear to God. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, he, 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 he is do not lift weights. He would get these bands. He would get all these, the bands. Bro, yeah, he would get yeah, these yeah. bands out of this bag. He would pull it like, out of his locker. He got a hell of shit in his locker. He got two lockers. Uh, One oh, on yeah. the corner right here. He going to oh, look yeah. through it. I had two then lockers. Then he going to pull. He going to like, he going to pull some shit out. He going to have all these bands. And then get he going to sneak out. into the weight room around lunchtime. Mm-hmm. And, and he's gonna get out. a quick band lift in. And I used to try that later in my career. And I was like, man. Didn't feel like he it was for doing sure that. Had for at home. We got to. We had you know? to. <laughs> no, no, but no, what I was saying, basically, like, at, at the end of my career, toward the end of my career, because I, I, at this point, I'm still, I, I'm at the height. So it's all about at this point working smarter, not really mm -hmm. harder. So he didn't really see all the grind work that Bro, I had. Bro, I've never seen since my rookie year. In 2008, you was not at the end of your career. i never seen you lift. Right. i never seen you lift weights. Right. So I wasn't at the end, but, you know, according to, you know, yeah. people, when you get in your 30s, you're at the end of your career. Right, right. So uh, I had done all the stuff. Like he said, I never really lifted a lot of weights. Uh, I did a lot of band workouts uh, that to, to incorporate some of the stuff, the explosive movements and stuff that I did. Because at that point, like, I started to become, like, really, I started to feel like I was fast. You know what I mean? For the first time in your life, you yeah, were fast. No, no, no lie. Philly, I probably felt like probably like my most explosive. Then from Philly to Dallas, people started to see me take the top off defenses. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that was some of the things that I did when they started to see the explosive stuff that I had, they were witnessing on these uh, primetime games, it was because of some of those band workouts because those band workouts, they target the smaller intrinsic muscles that basically support the bigger muscles. So that's how I wanted to get bigger, faster, and stronger as Three I played. Bands. So for $9.99, you all can get your T.O. band workout on FUBO TV. Hey, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> so, but yeah, so, that's, so like you said, uh, I would sneak. Like, I, yeah. honestly, I would go during our, our lunchtime. He's sneaking in there. Right. I would go in there really to get my... Y'all sitting there eating but, but, in there. But you had... He had another little trick that he did. He wore his weight vest underneath his jersey. He <laughs> snuck it under there. How, how, how heavy was the weight vest? Uh, 
I mean, it was a few. I mean, it was like five, 10, 15 pounds, right, like five, but it was six, a little five, bit like a little heavier. Then T. New started to do it. Two dudes that played into their forties. So that. So what? Yeah. What? What was that telling you? I need to do this. Nah, or? I was. God, I'm young. I can do anything I want to do. Nah, and he I mean, wouldn't know I had all of that on me if he wasn't holding me all the damn time. <laughs> no, no. That's how he got the so, new. I didn't so know wait a minute. Let's go back. No, I've seen him putting it on. Hennessy <laughs> so, New had the same one. It was yeah, like flat. Flat. Mm-hmm, then you strap it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let, let's go back. Because T's not the first one to, to say that you hold as a DB. Who, who let me go said back to He's just not the first. There's a couple other receivers out there that might say. You, you was really grabby with it. What, what do you say to those Bro, guys? I never was in the top. And penalties. That's all I, that matters. Uh, it's the difference between yeah. it's the difference yeah. between pulling and tugging. Okay. You know, tell uh, us a di- what's the difference. Uh, a lot of people you pull when you want you pull that's when you got to hold jersey. Right. But if you close enough, you know a lot of people want to extend on mm-hmm. a jam. Mm-hmm. You don't want to extend because I'm pushing you into your route. I just want to pull you towards me just a little bit. A little tug. Okay. Yeah. Where, where just, at on the body part would you do the little tug? You got to keep it in low. It's got to be low. low. So under the shoulder pad on no, the I'm hip. No, I'm not trying to or, under, under the shoulder it? pad. No, under the shoulder pad. Your jersey, your jersey come. Okay. If, if I'm close enough to you, I'm just gonna get a little tug right here. Just okay. a little tug. Okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, and that, that little, little game tug. for you youngsters out there. Yeah. Just yeah. enough. Oh, you know? that little tug will prevent you from ex- acceleration. Every time, separation, everything. Prevent you, not me. <laughs> There's a difference. Well, you, weren't, you weren't on the field. To hey, get hey, 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 pump your brakes. So, um, so the physical stuff, you of course, you, you picked up from watching T. New and all that, but obviously you said you like to watch film, right? Terrence is smart. Yeah, he, he was like a coach on the field. I mean, right? it wasn't even that he was a coach on that. He, I got everything from him. Right, yeah. I got all my game from him. Like, like, why, like what, who else did you watch on film that you uh, you took a piece from here? Oh, I had a dude that was a pro bowler right by me. I right. didn't have to. Nobody, so you went to nobody. It was T. Newman's it. game is what you developed your game after. I left my playbook at home. I'm not one of them dudes who take that shit and be all night, talk right. to my girlfriend. I left. I leave work at work. Okay. That's how I was able to play so long. Okay. Um, just asking him questions. And then when I had bad games, he would just tell me, like, he, he always would tell me, if you ain't had a bad game, you ain't played long enough. Mm, yeah. And, you know, I just kind of kind of carried that. Wow. Okay. Um, so, like, prior to the league, right, Boise, when you're watching film of DB, is how did you get the mentality of the DB before you even right, met Right, before T. there was a T new. You know uh, what I'm saying? Uh, like, cause you got to think about it. Oh, when I was at Boise, I was just <clears throat> better than everybody. Right. <laughs> like, the people that we was playing, the Fresno States, the San Jose States, the Hawaii's, the, the we played one or two games a year. Maybe you might play Oklahoma one year, right, Georgia right, one right, year. Right, right, right. You know, Oregon State, you only play one or two games a year. I was just natural. I was physically better than everybody. Right. So like I expected to win. Who whoever gave you the bin? Who like what receiver? Like okay, yeah, he he giving me the business. Who's your kryptonite? I mean, your whole your whole career. Who's your kryptonite? Everybody got a kryptonite. Kryptonite in the NFL? Yep, your whole career. Keenan Allen, man. um, Keenan Allen. Bigger body, inside, shifty, able to change direction. Shout out to Keenan. Damn, I should. I thought I prepared you for that. No, bro, you couldn't really stop like that. (laughs) Like like, no, you was totally. Wow. Your game was different than his. Your game was different. You heard him. See, it's not me who be hating on you. I be telling no, you the truth. No, he ain't hating. He's just really like I, he's yeah. a vertical. Like he is a vertical yeah. push down. Like I'm not yeah. no ch- ch- yeah. herky jerky type of guy. And now in the league, oh, is you're a jerky like, type of guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, Keenan can't do what he can do. But but as far right. as like just giving right. me and being isolated and Keenan play with the perfect quarterback for his style, Philip Rivers. Yeah, at the like time, like the yeah. perfect quarterback for what he was doing. Yeah. But um, I never played against Terrell in a in a in an actual game, right, so I don't right. know. 
That was practice. You Ooh, working but things. But you best believe I was gonna give you the best. Go, you yeah. was, okay. We against each other. Okay, we're five, Ooh. right? Five reps. Who's gonna win the five reps? I'm five, five on five. One-on-one reps are five. Five one-on-one one reps. I mean, he gonna probably get three out of five. Three out of five. Maybe. Because three. it's because it's the position. I yeah, because it's one-on-ones. Yeah, yeah. But when it came to it, he always would be screaming. Because I was cerebral. So I'm running to his dig before he running to his dig. He's screaming, yeah. I'll do that in the game. I'm like, bro, I don't. I don't <laughs> like, I'm not in the grass. I'm not playing yet. you. Right. Nah, he, nah, he, nah, he was legit. Like, like, when I see something, like, I believe it. Right. Like, I'm going to go for it. Like, right. you know, I studied it. There was every week, it was it was two or three plays that I know if I, seen, if I see this play, I'll make a big play. Right. And you know what was good about him is that some guys probably would shy away. You know, you go one on ones. Like, mm -hmm. he. Just he step competed, up, you know step what I mean? up and, and I'm, compete. I'm already yeah. knowing, like, I know that, like, yeah, holding, tugging, that's part of the game, you know what I mean? Just right. like a receiver, like, we're going to have to extend and get a release or separate or whatever. So I knew going against him that I'm, I'm not only getting myself better, but it's going to get him better as well. So yeah. for me, it bodes well for the team because I'm knowing, yeah. okay, on Sundays. I need him to ball out. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, we had the little banter. You know, it got a little chippy <laughs> at times, but at the end of the day, I mean, that's, that's football. You know what DB it is. receiver relationship is like no other right, in like sports. I've been we trying to tell still people. still at the end of the day, we were cool. Oh, we all cool at the end of the day. My, exactly. more, more of my friends are probably were DBs more than receivers, as funny as that sounds. Probably. You know, probably. at the end of the day. Yeah. That's funny. That's crazy. So, okay, give us your top five now, right? Receivers? That's, uh, DBs. Uh, top five DBs now in the, in the game. Jalen like Ramsey. Oh, no order. Yep. Jalen Ramsey. Um, we said DBs are just corners. Uh, DBs in general. Jalen Ramsey. Um, you go Derwin James. Mm -hmm. um, Derwin coming. Yeah, we telling people he, about Derwin James because yeah, yeah, he's he been hurt the last yeah, two years. Yeah, he was, but oh, he's yeah, coming. He was that guy. Marlin, he's coming, ladies and gentlemen. Marlon Humphrey. Yeah. Okay. Ball, okay. Um, Humphrey can play. Uh, what about this guy, Gilmore? Maybe. Steph, Stephon he's Gilmore. Coming off an injury, he's, I think his he has. He's still good, but he's seen his his best his years best days. behind him. Uh, Xavier Howard, he, yeah, he really Miami. goes and gets that ball. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, man. Uh, sure. Yeah, that's five. That's what, five. What, what about what about all time? You have a, you have your My top, top five DBs all, all time. time. Mm -hmm. Deion Sanders. Yeah. Charles Woodson. Yeah. Ronnie Lott. Um, a lotster. You're too young for you don't eat. Troy Palomalu. Wow. Okay. That was Bob, uh, bro. Hey. Every. Okay. There's five right That's there. Five right there. Okay. Let Let us throw some. Let's throw. We're gonna throw one name at you, and you have to say underrated or overrated, and we'll throw out receiver names. Right. Underrated. You can only say underrated or overrated. All right. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Underrated. Okay. Uh, Julio Jones. Underrated. Larry Fitzgerald. Underrated. Uh, Odell Beckham. Underrated. Jarvis Landry. Overrated. Oof. Keenan, I'm going to say yes. Underrated. Under, under, yeah, for sure. Antonio Brown. <clears throat> underrated. Amari mm. Co Cooper. Mm. Mm, that's a tough one. Mm. I think rated high. I think overrated. A little bit overrated for what he's done. Okay. Devontae Adams. Adams. He underrated. Dog. Yeah, I, I agree. Mm. Let me see. That's like what? Eight. That's, that's about eight. Okay. T.O. Underrated. Not nothing. It's a combination of a combination. I'll say my best names for T.O. It's a combination of um, 
Randy Moss and Jerry Rice. Uh, mm -hmm. Smooth, mm -hmm. but deep threat. Vertical. Yeah, hey, don't, don't say nothing. No. Don't say nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying. I would, <laughs> I, we, we just talked no. about this on my podcast, man. I would echo um, those same <laughs> sentiments. I you're not allowed my, to echo them. We I talked about the top five receivers describe mm -hmm. myself in the last 20 such. years. Yeah. And, you know, somebody on there, they didn't even put, they didn't put Jay Rice. They say, Jay Rice didn't, that was, in, he was in the 80s and the 90s. I said, I'll never make a top five list of without any Jerry. era without Jay Rice. Yeah, that's, yeah. Right, whoever, that's whoever made that list, I'm not talking to anymore. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? No this sense. makes no sense. Yeah, you they're like, no nah, sense. Jerry was in the end of his time there. I said, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Jerry yeah, Rice. It don't matter. Yeah. Right. He, set, he like, sets the standard. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. What's the perfect DB? Give me the, uh, build the perfect corner. Um, he's, he's six feet. Mm-hmm. Um, he can bend. He wants to tackle. Mm-hmm. And he's smart. Smart. There you have it. People, they don't realize how smart you have to be to play sports. Especially People do deep, not realize well, that. Especially the DB. Yeah. Because you're at a disadvantage. They just think it's all you turn and run with. Right. Like, to this, be you got to be smart, man. Bro, that was. You got to be smart. Exceptional athletes. I'm just saying, you, to be running backwards and then you have to basically assess, you know. I, um, I never think that I get, like, the credit that, you know, because... I was special, like, like in the terms of like I wasn't super big. Right. I was really, really fast. I was, I could change directions really, really good, and I I feel like I played bigger than I was. Yeah. And I wasn't afraid. I, yeah. That's I didn't half think you of were. The battle. I thought you were bigger. Yeah. I always thought you were a bigger corner. Yeah. Like that's half of the battle. Like, yeah. and then it's like when you look like, damn, you wasn't, you really wasn't that big. Right. Yeah. Like, I probably was one ninety on a good day. Wow. Yeah, I thought you were a six-footer, 205, no, no. Uh, Patrick Peterson-ish. You no. know what I'm saying? So he there wishes. Shit. <laughs> he, he's happy I wasn't. <laughs> there it is. Perhaps. There it is. So what's next? Before we wrap up, what's next? And just give us a, a snapshot of what your next five years. Man, I'm really going really to dive into this media thing, you know, and just doing this podcast thing. And, you know, there's a big space in the world for people wanting to know stories and wanting to know, True. like, mm -hmm. they want to know things that happen. They want to know True. what happened when, you know, you go to the W and you at the, the bar downstairs with Terrell Owens, mm -hmm. Ken Hamlin, okay. Zach Thomas. They want to know what happened. Ken Hamlin, They, yeah. they want to know, like, what it was like being on the team when every time you take off, you got to give your per diem money to him and play a car <laughs> game. Like, you was, I the, don't you, wanna you was play. the bully for the like, for the per diem? Nah, like, <laughs> what was y'all playing, talk? I don't know. Oh, you gotta give your per diem. It got your name on it. He uh -huh. coming around. Be a 65. I'm about to. I, I'm gonna use this for Ruth's Chris. I'm gonna stuff right. chicken. Right. I'm gonna put <laughs> right, it on the right, bill. Right. Give me my hey, money. <laughs> here, here, Rook, it's mandatory. Like, what we doing? Yeah. What we doing? So, which, what everybody, you get it. T going to shuffle it up, mm -hmm. and they going to pull out whatever he pull out, and whoever get it, get the whole batch. What? Like, yep. That's a horrible game. No, that's better than rookie hazing. Yo, and then we that had... That is hazing. No, it's, it's not. It's, actually, that's, it's a criminal act. And then we had, like, I remember it was T and Barber. <laughs> Barber shake it up. Mm -hmm. T pull it out. Read it out, and then you got married. The white man wins again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taking yeah. all the cheese. It just wasn't players, though. That's why I'm gonna say it wasn't like a like a Ricky Hayes. It was, yeah, right, it was right. trainers. Yeah, it was everybody. Everybody was trying. It was everybody was win that pot, dog. That risking. pot was major. No, that's what I'm saying. That's about twenty five hundred. Sixty five dollars. Twenty five hundred. Like, three racks. 
Yeah. And some, Ooh, man, yeah, what? That's a good little part deal. Y'all, right there. Sure. It was so fun, dog. That's oh, it's, funny. it's great when you win. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's great when you it's win. It's the lottery, baby. We won the lottery. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, pe- people want to hear about that, you know. I yeah, think, absolutely. Um, it's a big space for that in sports. You know, that's those, those are timeless memories. Yeah. Um, records, people going to throw for 300 yards. They're going to keep doing that. They're going to keep right. breaking records. Right. But it's, it's a huge space for, you know, being able to talk to the youth and letting them know, like, what it's like. There's people that are never going to get the opportunity to be in that position, and they want to know what it's like. And you know what? What better? But what better way to tell it than tell it yourself? You know, and not let True. people tell stories of things that didn't happen. You know, I, I look at, I watch all these shows all the time, and you hear like media members like, "Oh, I was, I was around this team, and you know, I heard this, but you know that you don't never oh, really right. know what that right. was the you case." You heard, but you don't know. By the time you, you hear it two or three times from it's two off. or three different the people, narrative has changed. Yeah. The story to whoever's changed telling it that many times. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, so that's uh, so. That's the gist of about game your podcast. That's the gist, you know, just talking about the game and what the game meant to me. You know, and I go into a lot of different things outside the game, what it was right. like, you know, being a parent, having baby moms, like just yeah. like the women side of it, the, the life, the struggle side of it, yeah. like you know the lows that you had. You know, there's 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 a lot of lows. A lot of people struggle with drugs and alcohol. A lot of people struggle, you know, having children and you know not being able to be there for them and being guilt tripped or you know just being in situations that you can't really change and you don't really have the time because your time is going to football and you, yep. you know, you, you making sacrifices for down the road. Yep. Yeah, there it is. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Orlando Scandrick on Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. Yep, yep. And be sure to check out his podcast about the about, game, about the game with himself, TJ and Lauren Celsius. Yo, we want to thank you, Orlando Scans, for coming on the show today, man. That was good. That was fun. Appreciate you holding up. You got that? <laughs> holding up holding. the set. Holding down the set today. <laughs> nah, man, we appreciate you coming in, man. Um, man, you had a hell of a career, 10 years in the league. Um, that's 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 saying a lot, especially from yeah. a defensive back, cornerback, whatever you want to call yourself. Um, but man, I appreciate the years that we played together. Uh, appreciate you stopping on the set, dropping some gems, and just sharing with us uh, kind of uh, what your experience being like coming from a small school. We obviously can relate, and uh, you're not the first, not the last, but I uh, appreciate you stopping in, man. Get your popcorn ready podcast. We out. Peace.